Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. I'm the producer, David Lally. We recently aired an episode called Making Your Quantum Leap, a powerful session from our Mastermind Summit. Today, Brian will share with you why you were more primed than ever before to make your quantum leap. So without further ado, here's Brian. So now I want to talk to you about the tools for making this quantum leap. So first of all, I said something to you that I believe you're more ready for a quantum leap than you know, and now I'm going to prove it to you. So what do I have now that I didn't have before? Here's the first one, more wisdom. Okay, this is going to shock you in our world that we live in today. Over 80% of innovations, inventions, patents issued in the United States are given to people over the age of 50. How many of you here are over 50? But stand up, I want y'all to stand up. Take your time. Wow. We gotta start attracting new people here. Keep standing, stay standing. I don't want you to hurt yourself getting up and down quick here. And I know you could damage yourself yawning at any time here. Watch this. The number of people who are laid off in corporate America in their 50s, because you're no good anymore, when you just got valuable, this is standard operating procedure in this country. You need to know that you have more wisdom right now than you've ever had. You have more acumen. You might not be able to do some of the things you used to do. You have more wisdom. And you are more likely to have a quantum leap after your 50s than you are before. Come on, let me hear the old folks cheer, come on. All right, take a seat, that's enough excitement for today. Now, I love this quote, he's a great comedian, his name is Robert Lee, he says this, wisdom is nothing more than healed pain. It's true, isn't it? There are ways to get wisdom other than that. Okay, there's other people's insight, there's other people's concept, but at the end of the day, every person has to walk through this life, has to make their choices and do their life. I love my kids and I want them to grow and I try to do everything I can for them, but I also know they have to go and step into it. They got to step into it, not step in it. <laughs> Number two, more experience. You have more experiences now? Whoever you are, you have more experiences than you used to. Good and bad experiences are all valuable. I'm going to say it again. Good and bad experiences are all valuable. Now, I'm not talking any capacity in regards to the emotional price. There's other things we're going to talk about in regards to that. But all experiences, good and bad, have tremendous value to them. Mahatma Gandhi said this, knowledge gained through experience is far superior and many times more useful than bookish knowledge. The Greeks call it epignosis. Gnosis is knowledge, but epignosis they valued as the highest value, which is experiential knowledge. I always try to speak to you guys from things of my own experience or experiences I've studied, applied in my own life. Next, what do I have now that I didn't have before? More resources. You got more resources now than you did. How many of you... You have more resources than when you were a kid. Can I see your hand? All right. You got wisdom. You got experience. You got more resources. Okay. So you don't have as much zip on your fastball and some things. Fine. You're going to use leverage. I always talked about this. My grandfather, Harry Buffini, used to come to the paint jobs. 
He was 80 years of age. He'd show up in this huge station wagon. All the paint would be in the back and all these ladders would be on the top, on the roof rack. And he would show up. And I remember me and the brothers or the men working would get there and we're like, how does, how does he do this? These ladders were wooden ladders with metal spokes. And all the paint cans, they were heavy. You know, I went and spent a summer with him. You know, he's kind of the Mr. Miyagi of the Buffini family and show you the wax on, wax off of the paint jobs and all that. And I saw how he did it. He'd go to the paint store. He'd been going to the same paint store for 60 years. He had them all trained. This and this and this. And all these other people are huffing it out. And he leveraged it. He goes, oh, yeah. He says, be a good lad and bring that to the car for me, will you? <laughs> I would have never thought to ask him. They're like, this, Mr. Buffini. Then he'd go by the house and he had all his storage. Well, he, he built this little trolley. And he'd take the ladder, this heavy ladder, and he'd put it on the front of the trolley. And it was a carpet on it. he just put his foot down and he'd slide the ladder along. He'd get to the back of the station wagon. He'd take the angle on. All he'd do is just lift it up to the back of the bumper. And then he would bring around a ladder. He'd just tip it up. He'd slide it up. He'd put rollers. I never noticed them. There were rollers on the end of his roof rack. And he would slide it up and he just gave it one little whoop over the top. We used to kill ourselves doing this thing. And he let the myth grow for years. He would just show up. How are you doing, lads? Ah, oh, yeah. It's not that hard now for an elephant like me. You could do all right, lads. More wisdom. More experience. We were stronger and fitter and more youthful. And he had a whole bunch of stuff we didn't do. Are you guys with me, yes or no? It doesn't matter how many resources you have if you don't know how to use them. It'll never be enough. And that's why we got to make sure that we know how to use the talent we have, the gifts we have, the energy we have, the resources we have. Another very important thing is you got to know who you are. Tina Lifford, fabulous playwright, said this, when you know yourself, you are empowered. When you accept yourself, you're invincible. I'm going to say that one again. When you know yourself, you're empowered. When you accept yourself, you're invincible. What do you think the acceptance is? What do you think's not in place there. Anything to do with comparison. It doesn't mean accept my status and, and I, so I don't need to set goals and have a quantum leap. Just accept who you are. This is me. Like me or not. Next. What do I have now that I didn't know before? You know your limitations. You know your limitations. It's okay to know, okay, I, I don't do that and I don't do this and I don't do that and I'm not going to compare myself to someone else. Oh, great. This is who I am. I accept that, and I also have some limitations. When you're young, you got to push the limits to see who you are and what you are. Try something new. Have a go at that. Okay, I tried that. I'm not as good at this as I am at that. How many of you have found some limitations? Could I see your hands? Great. Now you know what to not specialize in. Yes or no? Or here's where I need support. Or here's where I need help. Or here's where I need a team. John Steinbeck said, now you know that you don't have to be perfect. You can be good. The old, why can't you be more like your brother and why can't, can't be more like your sister starts early in life. It's inevitable with kids. Some of the kids are more like you and more like your partner, whatever, all that stuff. And one is like you and they're doing the stuff you like. Why, why can't you be more like that one? So we start the comparisons early. So it's just a matter of understanding your limits, understanding your gifts, accepting who you are. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I've done. I know I got to make some changes. So let's get busy. Let's get busy. So let's talk about what a quantum leap is, and let's talk about what a quantum leap is not. How many of you, by the way, would say wisdom, experience, more resources, know who you are, know your limitations? How many of you say you're pretty far down the path on a lot of that stuff? Let me see your hands. That's what's required to make a quantum leap. So apparently, 
by your own assessment of yourself, you have a lot of what you need. Now let me describe what it is and what it's not so that we can make sensible quantum leaps. Crazy good quantum leaps. So here's what a quantum leap is. It's ridiculous. George Carlin said this, those who dance are considered insane by those who can't hear the music. You have your own intuitive sense. You have a, a soul, you have a spirit, you have your in, intuition, who you are as a person, your instincts. And when something continues to resonate with you like a little tuning fork, other people are gonna say, that's stupid because it's not their tuning fork. They got a different tune and they might be drowning it out. And by the way, there's a lot of ways to drown out that little voice inside that is telling you what to do. We can eat it out, we can drink it out, we can drug it out, we can entertain it out, we can TV it out, we can binge watch it out, we can music it out, we can Snapchat and social media it out, but you gotta get quiet with yourself in order to hear the little voice inside that you ultimately agree with and go do. It's considered ridiculous by someone who can't hear the tuning fork going on inside of you. Next, crazy. And that's on the logical side. Love this quote. There'll be a few times in your life when all your instincts will tell you to do something, something that defies logic, upsets your plans and may seem crazy to others. When that happens, you do it. Listen to your instincts. Here's what I mean by that. I would rather trust my gut and suffer failure than not trust my gut and have some moderate success. I would rather trust my gut because here's what happens. If you don't trust your gut, your heart won't be into it. You'll be double-minded. And anyone who's double-minded can never, ever, ever accomplish all that they're supposed to. Trust that. Everybody's got opinions for you. That's why it's important to journal. That's why it's important to have a little bit of quiet time for yourself. That's why it's important at times to have a little bit of silence, go for a walk, go for some exercise. I intentionally would do that stuff without music at least once a day because I need to listen. Does that make sense? The answers are in there. So we talked logic, we talked heart, and now we're going to talk about aspirational. It's audacious. Audacious. It isn't what you do, but how you do it. I'm going to go for it. Next, scary. You motivated yet? Jack Canfield, who we've had at Mastermind, co-author Chicken Soup for the Soul, said this, every time you take a risk or move out of your comfort zone, you have a great opportunity to learn more about yourself and your capacity. And it is scary. You take an emotional risk to go try something new. Now, here's the thing. Have you ever taken a risk of some sort and it didn't work out, yes or no? And what's our natural reaction to that? I'm never doing that again. The truth is that's not what our subconscious mind hears. It's not, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing anything like that again is what our subconscious hears. I'm never taking a risk again. Are you guys hearing me, yes or no? You have more wisdom, you have more experiences. You've already paid for some of this stuff. You know what you know. Now, it doesn't mean that you have everything figured out on this. You're going to work on the stepping stones to this, but it's going to be a little scary. When you go to go do this, it's going to be a little scary. You're going to go do something new. It's scary. And the older you get, the scarier it is. Okay? Next. The quantum leap is next level. The Eastern arts have so many wise people and so many great masters of crafts, and whether it's the healing arts, whether it's philosophy, or even, even like all the different taekwondos and all those disciplines and whatever else. But this is a great quote. I love this quote. It goes, at the moment when you feel like you've reached the point of absolute exhaustion, 
inspire yourself to take one last step. And that is when you have successfully arrived to the next level. Now, the reason I love that quote is I've reached a limit. And then what's he asking you to do? What's he asking me to do? Take what? What's he asking us to do? One last step. Five extra hits every hundred at bats. It's those two extra notes you write. You know, it is. It's the five extra Popeyes that are sitting in the back of the car. Let's go. It's just that little bit. Okay? It's just that little bit extra. A quantum leap, ultimately, and this is a phrase that's overused, but out of the box. And ultimately, what I like to talk to is out of the framework of what we currently have. And so Albert Einstein was the first guy to really communicate this in a way that people could grasp. And he said, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we use when we created them. Okay? We can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking when we created them. You know, the old phrase, my best thinking got me here type deal. All right, lastly, what a quantum leap is, it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. This is a great quote. It goes like this. It's impossible, said pride. It's risky, said experience. It's pointless, said reason. Give it a try, whispered the heart. It's impossible. It's risky. It's pointless. Give it a try. That's right. One of the most pragmatic people you know is telling you to listen to your heart. Trust your own gut. All right, pragmatic side. Here's what a quantum leap is not. Look up here. Can you say the word not? One, two, three. I don't want to have this on my hands that a bunch of people ran out of here and did a bunch of dumb stuff. A quantum leap is not an escape from reality. Here's the deal. I got a lot of pain. I got frustration. I'm in a place I don't want to be. Yeah, you said I, my life hasn't turned out the way it was. I'm, da, 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 da. I'm here. So I just want to make this pain go away. So I'm just going to go bat nuts crazy over here because I just want the pain to go away. Okay? So it is not an escape from your current reality. If it is not connected to what you've done and how you've done it, it's not going to happen. There are threads. There are clues in your past that is the path to your future. So, second, it's not limited to your past experiences and gifts. It's not limited to that. I'll share this, a very personal story. I have permission to share it because it will really help you. Years ago, Beverly and I became great friends with a guy by the name of John Brockington. Anybody here from Wisconsin? Any Wisconsinites here? Well, you know who John Brockington is because John Brockington played for the Packers. He was an All-American at Ohio State, won a national championship. He was a first-round draft choice in the NFL. In his first five years in the NFL, the only guy who ran for more yards was O.J. Simpson. So he's a very successful guy. He was an all-pro, all-star, played nine years in the NFL. So then he retires from the NFL. When I met John Brockington, he was, he's one of the most cerebral guys I ever met, a phenomenal thinker, brilliant guy, and completely stuck. And was in a place in his life and finances that was just not even close to who he was as a person. And I kept talking to him. We started a friendship. We would have breakfast every second Tuesday. What happened for John is he caught himself up in what he did was who he was. So everything I did, all my gifts and abilities, they manifested themselves in being able to show up as a football player. And there was structure and there was guidance and there was all this kind of stuff and whatever else. And 
That's all he could do. And so what happened was, it was his past experiences and his past successes became his prison. And this super vibrant, super talented guy that had so much more wisdom and so much more knowledge, he was a real student, he was stuck here because football ends for everybody. Sports ends for everybody. Is that true? He was stuck there. I mean, 25 years later. And he tried this and he was in business and whatever else, but just never had the passion and heart for it and whatever else. Well, he was with Beverly one day and the kids and he got, he was Beverly and he pulled over and he started throwing up and then he became real sick. We ended up getting to the hospital. He ends up needing to have a kidney transplant. And it was a wild story. We actually sent the message out to members, you know, and this and that and the other. It was very, very hard to find him a match. And there's a Green Bay Packer fan club in San Diego. And the president of it was this little white gal, about four foot six. And John Brockington is a six foot five black man, about weighs about 240. And they were friends and they'd been friends for years. So everybody, all his family gets tested, no matches, no matches. She goes to the doctor and says, I want to, I want to try. And no, you're too small. There's no way your kidneys are big enough to be his kidneys. Da, 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 da. And then he got really sick. Then he got sick to the point of death. She says, test me, test me, test me. Well, it turns out, A, she has oversized kidneys. He has undersized kidneys. And it turned out there was a one in a 12 million possibility, but her kidneys totally matched. And she gave up a kidney for him and restored him to health. I'm not making this up. They get married two years later. And so I got a chance to make a speech at one of their get-togethers, and I said, she gave him her kidney, and he gave her his heart. <laughs> you can't teach that stuff. Now, you got to be born with that, right? You know, that, that's just God-given right there. But here's the thing. All of a sudden, life happened to him in a terrible way. John Brockington found a new purpose and started the John Brockington Foundation because he, he almost died because he couldn't find a, a donor. And so he now has along with many other NFL greats, has put together this fantastic foundation that raises a ton of money to find donors. And they've built this database and network that anybody who's needed a donation of an organ can contact them and they go find a match. This guy had this 25-year gap. It wasn't until something really chronic happened to him in his life that he kind of went back to who he was. And now all of a sudden, football doesn't matter to him. And he'll go out for Packers stuff, but he didn't even watch football anymore. He's not even interested in football anymore. He's found a purpose. Here's all I'm trying to say. I'm trying to talk to you so something crappy doesn't have to happen to you for you to find out who you are again. For you to find that thing that drives you, to find that thing that excites you, find that thing that motivates you. But it's inside you all the time. Next, it isn't something you haven't thought about before. A quantum leap is not something you haven't thought about before. I'm telling you, the answers are already inside you. It gets unclear. We need other people and other processes to get it out of us. I, by the way, I, I can sit down and help people all day long with this. I have a hard time with this myself, for myself. And that's why I need help getting it out of me. Does that make sense? I, I don't know why it is, but the way in which we're wired as human beings, we have to be in connection with other people in order to bring the best out of ourselves. We have to be. Next. It's not an underminer of what you've learned and achieved. It's not an underminer of what you've learned and achieved. It's not designed to destroy the path you've been on. And it's not an unplanned, foolish escapade. I've talked a lot to the stability folks. Okay. How many of you, honest to God, you love the juice. You love the smell of napalm in the morning. You love a risk. Come on, let me see your hands nice and high. Come on, let me see you. Ah, my people. Come on, baby. I don't know where we're going, but we're going. Let's strap it on and see what this baby can do. 
You're the kind of jumps out of the plane with the parachute and then starts reading the instructions. I know there's a handle around here somewhere. So you're more comfortable with this whole leaping part. The quantum part is it's got to be planned. It's not a whim. Look up here. There's a difference between listening to your gut and listening to your whims. Last but not least, it's a leap. Some people call it a leap of... If you're going to make the leap, you got to do a few things. But here's the first thing you got to do. First, you got to have a firm foundation. When you go to make a leap, you're going to put pressure on where you are. This better be strong or this crumbles and falls away and you just fall. Does that make sense? So you got to have a firm foundation. Foolish man builds his house upon the sand. Wise man builds his house upon the rock. Okay? Solid foundation. That's those fundamentals. Next thing is you gather yourself. You're going to make a leap. I want firm foundation. I'm going to gather myself up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to gather myself up. What does gathering yourself up mean? You prepare. You prepare yourself. You prepare those around you. Not for everything. Preparation's not spelled perfection. You're going to leap where you haven't been. You don't know all the things you're going to experience, but you prepare your finances. You prepare your business. You prepare. You're going to make this leap. Alexander Graham Bell, Scottish immigrant, invented the telephone. He says, before anything else, preparation is the key to success. Gather yourself up. Gather yourself. Next, you got to get outside yourself. This is the thinking part. Get outside yourself. Got to get some independent perspective outside yourself. So it's the right leap in the right way. Here's a profound quote you might want to remember. If at first you don't succeed, you know this one. No, try doing what your coach told you the first time. <laughs> Next, make the decision. A quantum leap cannot be made without a decision. Decide. Okay? Unsuccessful people make decisions based on their current situation. Successful people make their decisions based on where they want to be. How many of you in here would like to be debt-free? Could I see your hands? So what you do is you decide now to be debt-free and you start making decisions today the way a debt-free person would. Now, when you're broke, you make decisions as a broke person. You know, one more credit card bill not going to kill me at this stage. I already got a bunch. I need to do something nice for myself. Let me go buy those shoes or whatever. And I'm not saying buy the shoes, don't buy the shoes. I'm just saying this. What would a debt-free person do right now? Now, the answer, you see, what we do is we go the debt-free person has fair walls and this and that and has five-year-old clothes and whatever. No. The debt-free person is more likely to buy it. But wait. That's all. In most cases, the debt-free person is going to make that decision. Only when they make the decision, there's no aftertaste. If that makes sense, say aye. Debt-free people have Jimmy Choo shoes. They just don't put them on a credit card. So then when the bill comes in every month, they're not going, man, I'm still paying for those shoes a year later. Last little piece to this is be brave. Be brave. I love this little book. I'm not even sure why I love this book, but I just, I read it. I read this book almost every year. And uh, it's Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist. I just love that book. I met so many and heard so many successful people. Will Smith and all these people that you would know that kept talking about this book. So I better read that book. But he says, be brave, take risks. Nothing can substitute that experience. Powerful stuff. I realized listening to this that now is the time to take action. We learned what a quantum leap is as well as what it isn't. 
you're now armed with the information you need to get out there and make your quantum leap. Well, that's all we have time for today. So I'll pass it over to Brian's mum for an Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.